from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back. It's Locked On Chiefs. There is some news going around. There's some options out there, as there always is the time of year. If you missed yesterday, we talked to Matt Derrick, and we have kind of a follow-on conversation about where we're going. Chris is back, and I think it's going to be an interesting day today. We're brought to you by Rock Auto. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them the Locked On sent you. It's uh, going to be fun, I think, because it's one of those those points where there's so many possibilities right now, particularly at a couple of position points that uh, I think you can go a number of directions. We're going to get into it right here. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, and your host at RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you for listening. And we do have a bunch of new iTunes reviews. Thank you so much for those. Really do appreciate them. Uh, you know, you and Matt talked about tackles a little bit yesterday, and sounds like he's thinking that they may be looking to trade up. Yeah, it's an interesting concept, right? Like, if it is dry, if if the well is dry in free agency, why not go do that? Is there anything more important than providing Patrick with protection? And I think that's really what it all comes back to, right? I would say no, there's not. And I've said this before. You and I have kind of talked about this already. Uh, I don't mind them trading up for a tackle. The problem is, is that you're putting all your eggs in one basket. And at this point, I would have still preferred them to go and sign a guy like Villanueva or even Russell Okun for a season and at least have somebody uh, that you know that can step in and play okay. Because you we're making an assumption that a left tackle is going to be able to step in and play okay, but that's a huge assumption. It's a huge leap to the NFL from college, no matter what program you play in. Absolutely. There's always something that can trip you up. It's difficult to, to project. And that, and I agree with you. Like the eggs in one basket thing is a good, a good point of view because you've seen people go up and do that. Like how many, like how many teams have traded up for quarterbacks and gotten, you know, up into the top 10 and not had it worked out? What the only two guys drafted outside the top two that made the Pro Bowl have been Patrick and, and who? I don't even remember. I saw that stat the other day. Like it's just the track record isn't there to really warrant Watson. It, right. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, you, you start looking at, tackles we talked about this the other day it is a premium position it's a position that i would be okay with giving up capital to go move up and get somebody problem is is to get who you probably want where are you gonna have to trade up to you're at 31 are you gonna have to get up to 15 oh it's yeah. gonna take a lot and i'm not saying it's not worth it because i think that they have a team that they can build around uh at other positions but you're cutting out your future if you do that too much and you know, you're kind of hamstrung at this point where if you're wanting to go get one of those guys, it's what you're going to have to do. I mean, you're likely looking at having to get up, give up next year's first round pick at least. Well, well, yeah. And that's Matt and I kind of got there and that's, I didn't say it out loud yesterday, but that's really what it comes down to is not just next year's number one, but you have to be prepared for a number two, possibly an additional number one to go up into that kind of range. And that's where it just becomes, I think, a roll of the dice. It's definitely a roll of the dice. The question, though, is if you can get the guy. The bigger question, and, and exactly what you were saying, though, it is roll of the dice with the fact that if you miss, it costs you so much to go get him. You're going to be hamstrung from the get go to begin with. So it's going to be very hard to deal with if you miss. So you got to feel like you know exactly who you want, and you got to know that he's basically a can't miss guy, which the NFL draft shows you. Uh, sorry, there is no really such thing as a can't miss guy. Right. So, what a concept. I wish I could say that in my daily life. 
Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but let's go ahead and take a break. I want to actually talk about something else uh, when we get back, and, and we can talk about tackles a little bit more if you want to. The chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus us do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing their prices based on whims like the airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice the money for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. We're covering everything you need to know about the Chiefs, but what about the rest of the league? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it's all about sports, all you need, all the news, every morning, and it's under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Did you have any more you want to talk about on the tackles? Only that. I won't put it past this team to do anything and everything. So, like, even if they, they don't have one now and we're not hearing any talk, like, they could sign one the day before the draft. They could also come back, and if those guys are out there, do something after the draft as well. So um, let, let's not call it a done deal. Yeah, I agree with that. And honestly, the other question is, is, you know, you would think that they're not going to be comfortable with who they have at left tackle. Maybe they know something we don't. Uh, I can't imagine that that's really the case, but maybe they feel comfortable that they don't have to have a backup, a really good backup, because uh, they've already got somebody on the roster that they think can do that role. And if that is the case, then that kind of changes things a little bit. You still have to give up a lot to go get who you want in the draft, but at least you have a fallback. Yeah, That's the scary thing for me is I don't think they have a fallback right now. Yeah, a bit of, of playing without a net, right? But there's also going to be, there's pro- probably likely at least two or three veterans that will be cut after this draft as well because somebody's going to get their left tackle in the future. Maybe, but it, at left tackle, that's, that's, a hard, that's a hard position to feel like you're going to be able to go out and get a guy. Yeah. Maybe that's the case. Uh, but, I, man, that's a gamble I would not want to be taking. Yeah, I, I don't want to either. I'm just trying to cover every single base in case everything <laughs> falls exactly opposite of the plan. <laughs> Which you can. You never know. Yeah. So there are other positions, though, and I think positional need is an interesting co- well, topic. I, I know where you want to go, but I want to talk about something else that has actually been going around the NFL for the past couple of weeks. Deshaun Watson. Mm. That is a story that just keeps on evolving. And I am really at the point of not having a clue of how it's going to end. I don't want to get into it too deep, but I will say this. And I just wanted to put this out there is that, you know, you actually have accusers now, like actually legitimate people have come forward and put their names to it. That's a lot different than anonymous statements. (laughs) Yeah. So at that point, you know, things get dicey and he's starting to lose sponsors at this, at this point. So, you know, it, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how that shapes out over the next year. Well, who knows how long? Yeah, I mean, and 
you're having sponsors pull away, you're having a lot of, of repercussions of that fallout. And that definitely changes the scope of what's going on in the AFC. It's not like I think you could have counted on that team to contend, um, given all the other changes that have gone on in that organization. Probably, probably not. But with Watson, you're always at a possibility of being able to contend. Yeah, there is uh, that. But I don't even know at the at the rate this is going with him. Is he even going to be playing in the NFL in the next year? That's going to be the the questioning part. And I know the NFL has an independent investigation going. I think that's going to determine whether there's a suspension in the future or something like that. But and I, and, and please understand, I'm not saying he needs to be suspended. I I believe in due process. I'm just simply stating that with the way that this has played out, it has gone completely further than I ever thought it would get to. I agree. Um, it's a little surprising. The timing of it felt strange when it started, but at the end of the day, like I'm just going to sit back and watch because I have no feel for anything that's going on in that organization. Yeah. And I'm guessing that there are a lot of people who feel that way. So I just want to get it out there because I know there's been people that have been asking about it and that it's being talked about a lot. And I get that. And just another aside, I also want to say I do think that uh, Aaron Rodgers is doing a phenomenal job as a Jeopardy host. I think that's kind of funny. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> uh, did you hear what happened to him the other day? No. Okay, so he was taping an episode, and there was a guy that won like two episodes before, and he didn't know the answer in the final Jeopardy question. So he got to write whatever he wanted as, as his answer. And his question to Aaron was, don't you wish you would have kicked the field goal? <laughs> <laughs> And to see Aaron's response to that was pretty good. Right. And Aaron actually told him, yes, I believe you're right, but that's not the right answer to this question. So, uh, but it was pretty good. So anyway, let's get back to talking football a little bit more and actually the X's and O's. And I know where you wanted to go with the positional groups. I just want to get those couple things out of the way. Okay. What's, what's keying you? Is it, uh, is it possibilities here still in free agents still? Trade rumors? Is that what we think they might be on to at this point? I don't know what they're on to at this point. I mean, you look at the availability of cap space that they have. Um, and you and I talked, you know, before the season, before we even got into the offseason, thinking that they were going to be using or getting more t- cap space with Tyron Matthews deal, which still hasn't been done yet. Now I'm starting to wonder if they're not going to use some of their cap space for Tyron Matthews deal. Yeah. That's uh, right now they're at 13.5. Their draft class is going to cost them maybe four. I think that might be even a little high. It's also going to depend on if they make any trades. So you have to watch that. But so let's say that they get down to eight. They're going to be about where they were before. Yeah, it comes back. You know, it's going to be what it is. I, I have a tendency to think that you might eat up some of that, but there's still a couple of things that they could do with it. You know, obviously they're going to need left tackle if they decide they have to have one. Um, so I, I would hope that the extension brings some of that back. But if they don't, they don't. I, I think at the end of the day, it's still got to be focused on the roster, whatever you have to do to get it to where you need it to be. I, I hope that that comes along pretty quickly, but to get it to where it needs to be, the tackle is obviously one thing that we're constantly talking about because it is such a glaring need, but there's also the things they can do to upgrade and try to um, alleviate some of that particular uh, shortfall in particular and keep the points going up on the board. Yeah, and I do think that there's some very interesting uh, possibilities when it comes to 
you know, possible trades. And, and I do think what you mentioned earlier with the availability of players after the draft, I think will be very interesting as well. Kansas City is in a position where they could have some draft space to be able to make some moves in that regard. Uh, but, you know, I think we are really kind of playing around the Anthony Miller rumors uh, that are swirling right now. Yeah, and I've been getting asked a lot of questions. I don't know about you. I'm not, you know, it hasn't been a long track record. Let me say that. This is a, this is a three-year veteran, three seasons under his belt, more power to him. Um, let's see, topped out at 656 yards. Now, that isn't an offense that is, I think, both a positive and a negative when you talk about would Kansas City be interested because it's based on the same program, the same offense, the same concepts that Andy Reid runs because Matt Nagy's been running it. And that's a positive, clearly, being able to fit in. Uh, I would guess that there's some terminology crossover. There's probably a few things that are different. But that's one of the major hurdles coming into this offense, so that would be a positive. But at the negative side, it's hard to judge what he's capable of given his quarterback play that he's had to deal with. So, Absolutely. You know, I mean... <laughs> And that's just Anthony. Like, we probably should have a whole other segment about Matt. But, I mean, that's the problem for me is doing an honest evaluation based on that is, I think, the most difficult part. No, it's definitely difficult. And I, de- I definitely think that there is questions there. And whether or not he's worth trading for is, is a big question mark. Uh, what are they going to be wanting for him is really where I would go first. Because if you're asking for anything more than maybe a late round pick, I don't see the value there for Kansas City. Yeah, it's difficult, I, uh, especially I, if you're going to be trading up to get a tackle. Sorry, right? And like, I, and I see rumors about different levels of trades requiring you know a third or a second or whatever. And like, you know, if you are going to do that tackle rich. trade, yeah, exactly. If you are going to do that tackle trade, you have to have those because that's your ammunition. It's, yeah, I, I think it's a conundrum. I think at this point, I don't know that the Chiefs would be interested in trading for a player uh, that has what was he a first round selection? Does he get a fifth year option? No, he's a second he's, round. He's select. second round, yeah. So, so yeah, so you got one year under the contract. Um, I don't know that you're giving up anything in the top 100 for that. I certainly wouldn't, but I'm pretty stingy that way. So, well, definitely not in the top 100. I don't even know if you give it up something in the top 150 or 175. Right. I mean, you're talking about a one year rental for a guy that it's not like he's been lighting up the NFL. Now, granted, his quarterback play has been subpar, and you can make an argument there. But the question you really have to answer is. Is he better than what your number two is right now? Because that's basically the role he would be trying to come in and play in Kansas City. And I think you could make that argument, but is he better than what you could go get in the fourth or fifth round? Well, and I think I think there's another argument to be made that we should bring up after this. Um, but I do want to let you guys know before we go, um, this year the Athletic Matrix is out a little bit late, but it is out as of today. And for you listeners, I want to give you a code. It's Matrix L-O-N. That will get you over a 20% discount on the Matrix. There'll be a link in the show notes, but you can find it at RogueAPC.com. But the other twist to this, I think, is the other perspective of who's trying to do a trade. We'll talk about that next. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over. But the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. 
Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. So that brings me, as you were saying, like how do you evaluate the talent? Why are you evaluating the talent in, in the point where a three-year player who has put up, you know, I mean, it's not earth-shattering numbers, but I mean, 457 as a rookie was his... Sh- lowest uh, yardage total. If you're the leadership there, whether it's Matt or whether it's the GM, why are you evaluating a guy that you invested a second round pick in and has at least produced for you some? Why are you trying to get rid of him? I have no idea. I mean, it's a red flag to me. I I don't know. Does he not fit the offense? Does he not? Which if he doesn't fit the offense in Chicago, he probably wouldn't fit the offense at Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Although, Andy Reid will use his players to the best of their abilities, whereas I don't know that I can say that about Matt Nagy. I haven't seen that from Nagy yet, but you see it from Reid every time that he calls a different play for people. I mean, the the smoke sausage play was a great example. Uh, you know, any of the different types of fun plays that Reid does, it's all about putting his players in the best position to succeed. So I'm not saying he couldn't get something out of Anthony Miller that Matt Nagy hasn't. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that, that, that it's possible he could. But why is he trying to get rid of a second round pick? What's the what's the purpose there? It's not like you have other wide receivers that are just dying to get in there and, and blow up. That's true. I mean And Andy Dalton's your starter, so Yeah. Ask AJ Green how that worked out for him. Um projection is gonna be a difficult thing there. And I and quite frankly, you can see I'm this- sorry, Alan Robinson. Sorry. <laughs> Alan is uh, Alan's a different role model to say the truth, and and it comes back to the evaluation of the two. Like I, I'm not sure that this nothing against Matt, but I'm not sure that they're going to be intact as a front office in the future. And maybe that is misappropriation of other positions. And Anthony happens to be the fall guy. I think the interesting part for me is when you try to look forward and you take a look at how we would fit. Say if the Chiefs were interested. And we all know that they always want weapons. So, you know, he certainly has a speed aspect to his game. Um, but when you look at what his role is, and you have to think that, in my opinion, at least, that Matt Nagy has done the evaluation and has kind of set up to where um, something similar to what Andy Reid would see in terms of what his role should be. The problem is, in 2020, he ran 90% of his routes out of the slot. Okay, but is it is it Matt Nagy that made that call, or is it Ryan Pace? We'll never know the answer to that question. But it is important when it comes to the Chiefs, because if it's Nagy saying it, then Kansas City wouldn't be as interested. But if it's Ryan Pace saying it, a guy that keeps missing on his moves when it comes to draft picks uh, and, you know, Nagy still wants the guy and and Pace doesn't, then that's a little bit of a different ballgame. I'm not saying that, that you can't get value out of the player, but honestly, for anything more than a sixth or a conditional seventh or sorry, a conditional sixth or a seventh, I don't see why Kansas City would make that move. Yeah, I have to think that that's a long shot as well, especially when, you know, there are free agents you could go out that have more experience, that have more ability to walk into a room and play or or have well, more of a track record in the league. The one thing that he has going for him is that he probably would be able to step into the offense within a month, whereas other receivers are going to have to learn most of it. 
he's going to have a pretty good familiarity with most of what Reed is going to do because Nagy's going to be running the same concepts. It's going to be a little different, but he's going to have a big step forward in that regard. But again, you're only getting him for a year. It's not like he was tearing up the NFL. And like you said, he's been mostly a slot receiver, which Kansas City's not going to be looking for that much. I can't think so. As much as, as the fan base might be frustrated with McCall Harmon, maybe even Patrick's frustrated at times. I, I don't think that that's undeserved. But I can't think that you're trying to make a wholesale replacement at that point. And if you were to make a trade like that, that has anything including a top 100 pick, that's exactly what you're doing. Because you can't shoehorn them both into the same thing. And I don't think McColl's prepared to play an X. Well, and Anthony Miller, I don't think can either. So, I mean, you, you, that that goes back to the talk of drafting a guy like Kadarius Tony. If you're going to do that, you're basically giving up on McColl at that point because you don't have the ability to have both of those guys on the field at the same time. So you're going to have to make the decision, you know, are you going to continue to go with McColl, which I can't imagine they're going to, you know, go away from him this quickly. And if they're not going to, then the Miller trade makes no sense at all whatsoever, unless you're getting him for a conditional seventh rounder. And then who knows? I mean, I guess at that point I really wouldn't care that much. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're giving away a conditional 2023 seventh round pick, why would I care? (laughs) I don't know. I always care about giving away picks because it's got to mean something. It brings us back to these are probably. Sorry, one quick thing on that. If you give up a conditional seventh round pick and he is successful in Kansas City, you have to realize that if he leaves Kansas City next year and goes and signs a contract somewhere else, he brings back a compensatory pick. Right. So you've turned that seventh into into a fourth, maybe something like that. Right. Yeah. I'm with you there. So you're gambling, but I mean, it could pay off. Yeah. You never know. Not likely, but could. I think it brings us back to the fact that. They haven't tried to trade for Orlando Brown that we're aware of. Maybe they had some discussions, but nothing of substance. I think the trade market thing is probably the least likely route for the Chiefs this offseason from this point forward, certainly, but really all along. And it brings us back to two premier positions at the tackle and the wide receiver that they have to remain focused on. I think that is the plan. What I'm really interested to see is how they evaluate and when they decide that there's a sweet spot given the fact that I think the tackle class is a little top heavy and I think the wide receiver class is not. So I'm pretty happy with where they are in the draft spot. Should they stay put at 31 and and what their options are going to be? Well, and just because you said that, you realize the Chiefs are going to complete a trade for Orlando Brown later this afternoon. So Yeah, yeah, it's probably already been announced as we sit here. Right. Just (laughs) want to throw that out there. You know, honestly, the the problem you're going to have with what you just said is if the tackle class is really top heavy versus the wide receiver class, which isn't, uh, that's not going to help you in this situation for this team. So you're going to have to, there's no real way to hit both spots. And that's the bad part. That is the bad part. But, um, you know, that's part of building an NFL roster and hopefully they're able to get some guys that can contribute and and maybe you're going to have some guys step forward that, we don't even know about this point. I mean, I don't expect it, but don't forget Kansas City has found diamonds in the rough before that have played pretty big roles. Uh, and I'm talking Albert Wilson several years ago. I mean, that's a wide receiver that stepped into a starting role and honestly played pretty well for a couple of years for Kansas City. So, um, yeah, there was, yeah, he had some issues, but still for an undrafted wide receiver, that's something you got to take into account. You certainly do, and uh, I think we'll have to continue to take that into account as we hear bits and pieces more and more. So 
That said, folks, thank you for all of your reviews and let us know what you think about these two positions, about potential trades, whatever you feel like. Hit us at Locked On Chiefs on Twitter and go back over to the iTunes reviews. Um, after you click that fifth star, go ahead and, and let us know what you think of these two in there as well. We appreciate all that you do for us. We'll keep turning these out for you. Thanks for listening today and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.